Welcome to Around the Diamond with Jake and Thomas. Today is a really special episode. Um, we have Jake Story Alley. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Oh, nailed it. Nailed it. Let's go. Um, so we're here with an interview. Um, he's from Talking Baseball with John Boy. Um, and yeah, we, we mention you all the time here on the pod, and we have a bunch of questions for you. And I guess let's just get right into it here. Yeah. Yeah. So, Appreciate it, boys. Thank you. Yeah. So first off, we wanted to know, like, how did you come to John Boy Media? How did that happen? Well, me and me and John Boy go go on the way back a little bit, probably uh, around your dudes' age. We were we met freshman year of high school, um, and he had moved there from uh, where did he move from? Chicago or something okay, like yeah. that. And then uh, we kind of linked up. I assumed because we had the two middle schools come together, yeah. I assumed he came from the other middle school. I didn't know he moved from Chicago. So mm-hmm. I just saw him. And back then he was cool. Now he's a loser. <laughs> he, uh, he, he had like pretty eyes. He had girls talking to him and stuff. I was like, who is this dude? And then uh, we played freshman baseball together. And uh, Yankee fans, short guys. He was a Yankee players. fan. He was a Yankee fan that grew up in Chicago. So his his family has New York roots, and his okay. family moved around a lot. So that's that's what that was. He's lived all over the place. So yeah. we kind of we linked up there. We we became good buddies. I think our biggest thing was um, our our high school was like a spread out town. So right. we lived like 45, 50 minutes away from each other. So it wasn't like we could ride bikes and hang yeah. out. Uh, so I I know the the story I often tell is we like the. My mom told me if I was ever going to sleep over there, I better like stay the weekend. So I think yeah. we we had like a Friday freshman baseball game. I might have stayed at his house one or two nights, and then my mom picked me up at practice. The yeah, next you had day, mentioned so. that once how you had to stay after games and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, and then we we've kept in touch since then. He he moved away. He went to California junior year through sophomore year of college and then he moved back and we went to college together and now we're I can't shake him man yeah I feel that yeah um yeah that's that's cool we've heard the stories and I was like how is he a Yankees fan if he grew up he has to be a Cubs fan right or White Sox or anything I mean I'm not a White Sox hater I don't like him but I was like I'm okay if he was a White Sox fan but he's got a, a lot of Jersey roots and a lot of New York roots as, okay as, as most of his family's from there but yeah he's uh his life, he's moved around a lot. I mean, Australia, California, uh, Chicago, Jersey, Connecticut. So he's uh, he's seen a lot. It has to be tough. Yeah, it has to be tough. I haven't moved, but I've traveled to a bunch of countries, and it's fun. But moving, I couldn't take it. Yeah, there. Uh, he's uh, one one thing that makes me jealous. He's got a big tight family because whenever they moved, they uh, they were their crew. So yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So we were wondering, obviously, you guys were a labor dispute pod. So what are your thoughts? Do you think that there is a chance that the MLB could go on strike and that this 2021 season could be delayed again? We'll see. Uh, I I don't think it's for this year because didn't they did they push the CBA back a year? I I believe this. Yeah, I believe it's the off season. Yeah, obviously, the CBA was not didn't have anything to do with this one. They still delayed it. So I wasn't sure if that would. Yeah, and we'll see. And it's it's crazy. The further we get into this world, I mean, it's not a fun baseball topic, but it is really important. And it 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 spins so much of the baseball world. So, I think this year, 
off season is going to be a big precursor for that. And I think that's going to be a bad thing because I think all the free agents this year are going to be hurt by, uh, you know, the teams that are screaming COVID and, and financial problems, blah, blah, blah. Right. That The whole problem is these veteran guys, you know, the Colton Wong the other day. I mean, you, yeah. you see, they're him. all getting declined and I, I, I see him in a bad way with the Cardinals. And I mean, yeah, I, I was going to yeah. say, you normally see him 19 times a year. I mean, this year is 10 times or whatever, but I mean, Colton Wong's a really good baseball he player is. and he should, he should be getting a fair contract, not be, you know, worn out till he's 30 and then signing right. these kind of minimum deals. So yeah. baseball's really got to address that. And uh, I don't know. I, I mean, the owners don't want them to because now uh, that means they'll have to pay more guys. So we'll see. I, I remember our first year at winter meetings was 2018. And all the gossip was like, oh, there's going to be a strike. It's coming. And we're like, this stinks. We don't like this. Mm. Uh, That's not fun. No, no, that was not ideal. But then the next year, the winter meetings and the free agency was great. Garrett Cole and guys were signing big contracts. So uh, that conversation went away. But I think after this winter with a lot of veterans, I mean, we saw Brad Hand get his option declined. And And that doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's just it's it's the the way these new front offices work. And I was getting into the weeds on Twitter the other day because I was saying that analytics haven't been good to the veteran players. Yeah. And you get the analytics crews who are the well actuallys, and it's like, well, it, they're saying they're not getting paid because they're not worth it. And it's like, yes and no. I mean, Brad Hand is worth that money, oh, but yeah. the Cleveland Indians would rather bring up you know, try three relief pitchers for the minimum price and yeah. see what they can get out Jim of them. Jim so. Check is a rookie, so he can be pretty cheap for now. Yep. And, so. I mean, the Cubs, I don't know what – I mean, the Cubs, obviously they declined Lester's deal. I'm guessing they re-signed him, but Chris Bryant should have extended. He's not going to get anywhere near the amount because of COVID and his poor season. They're going to be like, hey, you performed awful in 2020. We're not giving you – no one's going to give you as much. Yeah, another guy like that is uh, Mookie Betts. Obviously, we traded him because we didn't want to pay him all that money. Went to the Dodgers and got around the same amount of money that uh, the Red Sox would have paid him. But it was all because of COVID. He thought he was going to get a huge deal, so he declined a smaller deal. And, you know, that hurts the Red Sox a lot. But he also wanted to be a Red Sox for life. Wanted the more money and couldn't get that because of COVID. Yeah, and it's, you know, free agency, we, we talk about a lot, and you guys have probably heard me say it on the pod. You know, we we like to talk about the guys' hometown discounts and yeah. this, that, and the other. 99% of the time, it comes down to who's who's going to sh- check out the must money, man. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that's what's going to be interesting. And now people are giving Mookie a lot of praise because with this year's free agency, they're saying there's no way he would have gotten – you know, the 400 million or wherever his contract yeah. landed. So yeah. uh, it's going to be interesting. And yeah, I mean, Brian and the Cubs are in a weird spot. Rizzo, uh, I mean, I mean, Rizzo did, got his accepted for 16 and a half. That is like, that is such a discount. I mean, yeah. he's worth more than that. And then Corey Cooper and John Lester and Chris Archer all got their options declined. Like there's in no COVID pre COVID world. Does that happen? I mean, yeah. Lester maybe because his skills declined and he's not worth the 20 million or whatever, but Corey Cooper's option is getting picked up. And Tre- Trevor Plouffe always runs hot about it because literally two years ago, the bad, I want to say it was the bad free agent year 2018 or whatever, yeah. collusion, it got proven. It got proven that front offices coordinated together that, 
I, I think Todd Frazier's story was he, you know, he hadn't heard anything all off season and then he was on a golf course and then he got a call from two teams offering the exact same contract. Yeah. And it's just like, guys, what are we doing? So um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm interested. I still hope, and this is normally how it sorts out with baseball. The main guys will get paid. Bauer will get whatever weird contract he's Chicago. looking for. Chicago. Oh, you want him in the Austin. Cubbies? All right. Yeah. I mean, God, he's uh he was so good last he year. Was. Um, it's going to be crazy to see if he actually wants the one year deals he was talking about, or if he takes a payday, but you know, the top tier guys will get paid, but you know, that second tier, a guy like Jason Kipnis who had, has had yeah. a really good career and had yeah. a really nice year for the Cubs last year. You know, I, I would bet his free agency is going to be, will be coming up to spring training and teams will be lowballing him until one of them, you know, actually caves in. He's a yeah. guy, if the Yanks don't bring back LeMahieu, I, I, they I did. They, I, they, they re- did they not just accept his option? LeMahieu? Yeah. So he's, they gave him the qualifying offer. Okay. Um, but I think That's he's going to turn that, he's going to turn that down because I think he, he's got a good chance to get paid. So yeah. we'll see, man. It's that, and that's, that's the problem right now. It's the guys who are 28 to 32 that mm. used to be these good veteran yeah. presences. The, you know, Colton Wong is a really solid baseball player, great defender, solid hitter. He's been at the top of the Cardinals lineup for, for a while now. Jason Kipnis, like guys got all-star games in the bag. He was a stud in World Cleveland. Series, now, yeah. And now these guys are struggling to get contracts because guys would rather, you know, get half of the, half of their contributions, but at a 10th of the price. And that makes yeah. sense on paper. Right. Yeah. And like you said, the communication with Todd Frazier, like I was listening to compound with Ian Happ. And Zach Short said that he was he brought his phone on the trade deadline day. Like, I don't think I'll get traded. But then all of a sudden he said, I was on the phone for two hours while playing golf with Theo saying you just got traded like that. Like if I were a baseball baseball player, I would have I would have rather know like, hey, you might get traded. You know, Mm -hmm. obviously they're not gonna. But in a perfect world, if I'm a baseball player, I would like Theo to say, hey, we're thinking about trading you. Just be ready for the news so that it's not a wait. Where did this come from? And it's tough, man. I mean, we, you know, we hear dudes are making millions of dollars and your natural knee-jerk reaction is to be like, oh my God, they get millions of dollars to play baseball, blah, blah, blah. But when you actually think about their lifestyle, the fact that they can be traded at any moment, the it's fact not, that it's tough. their their career could end at any moment, like yeah. it's, it, it's, it's pretty messed up. And that's why uh, when we were a big time labor dispute pod, um, you know, I think Trevor was great because he, uh, you know, it's sometimes it's tough to stand that ground and, and defend, you know, people want to go millionaires and billionaires. His, his biggest thing was like over half the league doesn't make a million dollars. So, and if, if you're in the league for three years, you're making the minimum and then you're out like, yeah, you got some cash, but you, you know, Not, your future is, yeah, is, questionable. is just as confusing as anyone. So exactly. Yeah. So we were wondering, obviously, you guys got to go to the World Series. Um, what was the experience there? Obviously, because you got to go to the World Series. I don't know if – have you been – I'm guessing you've been to the World Series before? So I had not. You I, hadn't? Okay. I had not, no. I mean, during uh, the Yankee years, I mean, I, I grew up in Connecticut, and um, I don't know, we just <laughs> – we weren't going to World Series games. Yeah, same. And, yeah. and then uh, um, oh nine. We, uh, I mean, I was in college, so I, I wasn't, you know, I yeah. definitely didn't have money to go to World <laughs> Series games. So 
Uh, no, this was my first one. So, I mean, it was definitely weird because, I mean, it's never, you know, it's, it's never slash rarely at a neutral site. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Willa, <laughs> sorry, just got a text from the girlfriend saying, you're so loud. So I guess I'll stop screaming. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, it was cool, though. I mean, it, it was weird. And it's, again, kind of you guys are probably seeing a lot of what's going on in society that it's it's just it was bizarre. Like we yeah. we were in the building. I think it was 11,000 people. It was a quarter capacity. Yeah, I believe so, it was yeah. 11,000. And so, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, it was packed enough like the crowd would get loud. It was it was mostly Dodgers fans. Um, mm. That's not not a shot at Rays fans. It's just a giant fan base versus not one. Um, yeah. And so during the Dodgers moments, it would get pretty loud. And at the same time, you're also looking around like, you know, I haven't done anything like this in eight months. Is this weird? Exactly. So it, uh, I don't know. I mean, you, you kind of have to get over that because you're at a world series game. So you're like, I'm going to enjoy this. So yeah. we did. And, um, I mean, especially we were at game four cause that was, uh, that was, how our- was that? That had to be insane. It was awesome, man. It was awesome. We uh we we posted some of the clips on on YouTube and everything. I saw that. But it yeah, was, you were uh, confused. You didn't know what what had happened. It it was just nuts, man. Because I, you know, the game had been so back and forth. And hey, I mean, me and me and Jimmy get competitive like brothers. That we both before the game we both predicted it almost spot on. Like Jimmy almost predicted the score, and he said it was going to be back and forth every inning, and it was. Um, I said a similar thing, but I picked the Rays, so I was sneaky rooting for the Rays. And then Brett Phillips, I mean, it's just, you know, as good as baseball gets. Like, those yeah. those guys just find themselves in that moment. I mean, he I was, was happy for him. Yeah, I mean, he was, you know, a decent prospect. He'd fallen off a little bit. He was kind of known as the crazy laugh guy. And then yeah. he, uh, he hits the <laughs> game-winning well, World Series. Yeah, hit, I don't so. know if you um, – obviously, you know of MLB The Show. Um, yep. had, did you watch any of the Players League? The, yes, a little bit. Yeah, so Brett Phillips, obviously, he has a great personality, and you got to see it there. And then Lance McCullers Jr. was talking about how he had Chipotle ordered, and his burrito just had a massive bite out of it. And you got, oh, to, hear, yeah, you yeah. got to hear Brett Phillips laugh and everything, and then him dressing up and everything. And I was happy for him for that, because one of his, the players he was playing was like, oh, are you a relief pitcher? And he's like, no, I just don't hit very well. But like, <laughs> it was, I was rooting for him because I knew that, and great personality. So that was awesome. Yeah. He's a, he's a dude. And it, it was, uh, I mean, it, it shows the Rays that, you know, he wasn't on their CS roster. He's on the world series and yeah. they, uh, depth is when teams talk about depth in baseball, like it it's comes needed. down to those yeah. guys. It, it comes down to, you know, the Yankees pinch hit Mike Ford in that giant spot against and Tampa. That was, and, yeah. and that was, uh, one of John boy's better reactions looked like he saw a ghost. Um, I, I heard that and, podcast and I was like, he is mad. I mean, it was, uh, you know, and it, it, it just goes to show you, and that's part of the reason the Rays were there. But, yeah, man, I mean, that last play was insane. It's nothing like I've ever really seen before. And, I mean, you know, after he hits it, you see Kenley's out there, his history, the shift, so you're not sure when he hits it if it's yeah. going to drop because you don't know where guys really are necessarily anymore, and then it does. And that's the thing when you're at a baseball game. I mean, whenever I'm at Cubs games, I mean, I've been in the bleachers and stuff, and you're just like, that's gone, that's gone, and then it's a pop-up to the infield. I mean, you just, one, it looks so different from TV, but then also you immediately, you want to think it's a home run. So, I mean, if I were there, I probably would have thought, like, that's gone, or like, you can't, depth is hard at times. 
and it it was it was just crazy because you okay you expect the tying run to score and okay that's chaos you're like as a baseball nut you start thinking like okay so what's going on in the bullpens who's going to be ready blah yeah. blah Taylor boots it they throw it in and then a Rosarena you see him trip and you you're almost like oh man well he's dead to rights and then he throws it away and he would have been blamed and yeah. So everyone, I don't know. I mean, it was crazy. Everyone was processing it. And then, uh, you know, we were walking out, leaving the stadium, and everyone's just kind of looking around with, like, even Dodgers fans. They weren't, like, sad. You're just, like, shocked. And I also just saw baseball history. Um, so it, it it was cool. I mean, for a wor- first World Series game, yeah. I don't think it gets much better than yeah, that. Yeah, that's what that was my reaction. I got to see Jason Hayward's walk off Grand Slam, and with yeah. how bad he had been that year, my scorecard I just put a K, and I'm like, he's done. And then when he <laughs> hit that home run, I was just like, oh, it, what? And we were shocked. I just I didn't have any words. I was just it's baseball, I started, baby. I started screaming and lost my voice before we left Wrigley. But still, it's just it's amazing. So, who is your favorite ball player of all time? So I'm I was a Bernie Williams guy. I uh I always loved center field and third base. Um mm-hmm. those those were the positions that center just Center field is my favorite, yeah. They they just spoke to me, man. I mean, when I playing, I I think I was better at center field just cuz it was like cover ground. Yeah. You own it. If if there's a ball and you can get to it, it's yours. Those are the rules. Um and then third base, I mean, when it's played right, it it just looks like it's different than Arenado. anything else on a baseball field. Arenado, yeah, Arenado um, Chapman. Machado, Chapman. Machado. I mean, what what Urshela started doing for yeah. for our Yankees. I mean, um, like the the special plays at third base just look different. So I, uh, growing up with the Yankees dynasty, I love Bernie. Um, I mean, switch hitter. I I still think he's he's massively underrated. The yeah. the impact mm-hmm. of having a switch hitter at the top of that lineup. Um, contact power uh you know for a decade I, I hate that he gets left off the the core four and that kind of stuff so yeah it was always Bernie and then I was I don't know I was I was a baseball guy like you guys and I was always looking for the deep cut so I mean when they brought Scott Brocious over I was like yeah, yeah Scott Brocious he's the man uh but yeah any any center field or third base for me yeah center field is my favorite when I play baseball it's just I always like to overreact, so I would always say to my dad, hey, throw me stuff that I have to dive for, and I'd, I'll dive over the fence, and people will call me Jeter and stuff and say, you didn't need to do that overreaction. But I, I just love I love getting to chase those down and be the one in charge of the outfield and everything. Who are your guys' faves? Um, I am an Albert Almora Jr. fan um, of Ooh, the Cubs. Okay. He got sent down, and so my dad always makes fun of me for it. Um, but I just love the – I love defense, and so the fact that – I mean, I love Ian Happ. He's one of my favorite players. And, I mean, after he made a great play, Albert Almora just went out there and made an even better one. And so I just love um, – obviously, Ian Happ really picked it up this year, and I think he's part of our next core. And so I've really enjoyed watching him and Almora are probably my two. Yeah, you know, I'm more I'm more of a Devers guy. Um, like you said, the gap between the really good third baseman like um, – Arenado and Chapman on the field, you can really tell because Devers isn't a good fielder, but I really like the way he hits and he just gives off good vibes on the field when you're there, or when you're there, and even when you're just watching on TV. Yeah, he's he rakes, man, and he's yeah. he's gotten better at third. I, I mm-hmm. remember, you know, when him and Andujar that 2018 mm-hmm. season. Yeah. Um, 
you know, the righty lefty, they both weren't good at defense, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And Devers really got better. So you got to give him credit for that. Yeah. I also yeah. really like uh, Bradley Jr. Um, who obviously we just declined his option, which really hurts. He's been here for nine years, I believe. Um, but I really like him watching him in the field. It's just great. Yeah. You think there's any chance he comes back? I hope so. But I, I honestly don't think so. I think we're, we're Heimblum's ready to get rid of our last core. He's already gotten rid of Bradley. I think JD Martinez is out after this year. Um, he, he did just pick up his player option, but that was just because he wasn't going to get paid this year. Yeah. So, you know, I wish Bradley would come back, but I really don't think he will. I think Ben and will go to center, which he obviously had an awful year this year too. Mm. So. What do you think John Lester, the Cubs resign him? I know that he just said, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, but he um, said from like three or four Chicago bars, he said, if you say that you came from me, I'll pay for your beer. And he paid a bunch and like then left like a 30% tip or something. And that was really nice. But do you think that he comes back? Yeah, I saw it was like 700 Miller Lights or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a chance, man. Um, you know, guys that can throw innings are always valuable. Yeah. Um, even, you know, even ERAs in the high fours and stuff like guys need those innings. And Lester can give you a good start on any day. You know, he, he had the ebbs and flows of this season um, just like a lot of dudes did. So, um, I'd say there's a good chance. I mean, it's gotta be a contender like yeah. John Lester at this point in his career. He's, he's made a ton of bankroll. He's, <laughs> he's not going to just go somewhere for an extra million dollars or whatever. So, you know, I, I could see the Cubbies if, if they want him back. Um, I say you know, he does. Like, I think he does. I mean, I'm reading currently the arm by Jeff Passan and it mentioned, um, it mentioned John Lester's free agency and everything. And then Hugh Darvish and his 900 pitches. But I mean, John Lester, he, I think he wants to retire in Chicago. He loves the atmosphere and I just hope Theo stays for this year. That's my one hope for the Cubs this off season, the last two or three off seasons, he said, there's stuff that we need to do to make this team better. And then it's been nothing. And so I'm really hoping that he goes out. Obviously you're not going to be getting any big guys. Cause I don't think, I mean, we're losing money soon, but not soon enough. I don't think we're going to get any studs, but I think if we can make some trades to get some money off, maybe trade Chris Bryant. I mean, I could see, I'm guessing out of, out of Schwarber, I think if Bryant stays, Rizzo stays, I think that's a lock. But I think by as we resign and then Contreras and Schwarber, I think you trade, or Bryant, you trade one of them. Yeah, it's, uh, that Cubs team is going to be interesting, man, because it's, you know, they break the curse and they've got this young core and it's, it's the start of something. And then they honestly ran into bad luck. I mean, we yeah. were going through it in the off season and they, what was it? They tied one year for the best record. They, 2018, then, they tied for the um, NL Central. Yeah, I believe it was for the best record. And then they had, they ended up losing that game and then they had to face the Rockies and then they ended up losing. Right. So it's, you know, when, when teams and their memory and I mean, that team will, be remembered forever and yeah. very fondly in Chicago. But, um, you know, it's to the point you fast forward a few years here, we are saying, are they going to trade Brian? Are they going to trade Contreras? You never would have thought or, that. You would have thought, I mean, I remember saying, like, when we were signing all these people, I got pulled out of class by a teacher who was a Cubs fan, and they said, hey, we just got Hayward. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, we can actually win, like, three World Series. And, like, it's 2021 is when all these people are done. We got a while. And now we're here. And, I mean, like you said, with bad luck, 2019, we lost, like, eight out of the last ten. I mean, after I was at the game that Contreras um, 
hurt his hamstring and then you have Bryant hurt and Baez hurt and Rizzo hurt. And I'm like, this is just a bunch of bad luck at the wrong time. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it kind of ties into where we started. And once, once you also start have to pay guys, you know, they paid Lester, they paid Darvish, they paid Hayward that when this young core comes up, you know, the analytics team, they start flipping coins and it's like, okay, so are we paying Baez and Contreras? Are we paying, uh, Riz O'Brien? Are we paying? So, um, I don't know. I feel like they got to shake it up a little bit. It, it's, and it, when you were saying it, it kind of reminded me, you know, there's, I feel like there's been trade rumors around Chris Bryan and Wilson Contreras for the past three years. He and said, Schwarber. Yeah. He said, oh my God. I, yeah, he just said in the off season, I just turn off my Twitter. I mean, he just said, I just turn off my Twitter. It drives me nuts. I mean, the Cubs drafting, obviously Theo, when he came in, he said, I'm probably only going to be here 10 years. Hence him leaving after this year, probably. But then he's like said, we're going to draft hitting and then trade for pitching. And if you look at like the team, like if the best players that they drafted hitting and pitching, pitching's awful. But I mean, you got DJ LeMahieu, you got Justin, or you got Josh Donaldson, you got Glaber Torres. Yeah. I mean, you got, and then the current players, this team, they drafted well and then they just lost some people, but out uh, to bad trades. But I mean, I think we're done. I think we're going to have to rebuild, in my opinion. And it moves quick, man. I mean, look, look at those Red Sox. I mean, yeah. you know, they, they get the title and then, uh, you know, they bail on Dombrowski, which was, yeah. was kind of odd because I've, I've been a little bit of a Dombrowski hater because I feel like he's, he's the guy who plays the video game for two years and shuts it off, basically. Mm-hmm. Like he trades away all the top prospects. He pays the big free agent contracts and then he kind of heads out of town. That's me. But That's me the, on my video game. Yeah. The, yeah. But the, the Red Sox acted like they didn't know that. So when they get rid of him and they bring in Kime, it's like, um, you know, he's got this great reputation, but you know, they traded away Moncada Kopech for sale and they gave, they gave sale the big contract and yeah. they've, they've still got that core of hitting. And I'm a, uh, I'm interested to see. I wonder if they get uh, John Henry to open up the wallet this year. Cause again, if there might not be a lot of people buying that they could yeah. speed up that restart a little bit and they'll have the top pick, but um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I believe we so, have the fourth pick this year. Um, yeah. The sale trade was really good in 2018, but the sale deal that we just gave him was not good at all. You know, gave him 150 million. I believe it's up after 2020. Four, maybe? I believe so. Like that. Is it? Um, and he hasn't pitched in a year and a half. Eduardo Rod- Eduardo Rodriguez, um, he was out because of COVID reasons, but also he had the injury, so we don't really have an ace. Yeah, um, he's done in twenty twenty four. Sale is yeah. Yeah, Evoldi pitched well when he could pitch, but he was injured. Um, you know our pitching staff is really depleted at this point, and trading out, trading away Kopech and Makata. Really hurt us. Um, Kopech's insane. I yeah. mean, I use him in MLB the show, and after I faced him, I'm like, I gotta get this guy. He can throw 102 and then 80 in back-to-back pitches. It's yeah, it's insane. It's hard. Yeah, to he's hit. dirty. I want I you know I, when I was doing my White Sox projections, I was like, you know, if Kopech's good, I think the team could be good. And then I was imagining like, man, if he played with them this year, who who knows what that team could have been about? I mean, yeah. whether whether he was a stud starter or, you know, he could be one of those guys that translates to the bullpen like we saw Urias do for the Dodgers. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, we'll see. And then at the same time, I mean, dude, if, if the Red Sox were to sign Bauer, you know. That and, would, yeah. And you so, know. so we'll see. And that's the beauty of free agency, man. There's, there's still so much hope out there that I know I tweeted something out the other day and I was like, who's, who's got any leans? Does anybody have any hints? Does anybody, 
you know, who knows an owner, who knows any players that are trying to play together. I don't know any and, owners. Uh, I wish I did. I don't know any owners. Yeah, we, uh, well, we, we know like half of one now, but that's about it still. But um, I, I don't know. Someone told me they were like, oh, I really want really want our White Sox to sign Josh Reddick. And I was like, that's perfect. Like we're, when people are talking about, you know, the 75th best player in free agency, yeah. that's, that's when, you know, it's good. Yeah. So a few more things. First of all, what do you think about the Tommy, um, about the La Russa? I mean, I've seen things about like, what are they doing? Like he's not ready for this young core and for these bat flips and everything. What do you think about that? It's, it's a, it's crazy. I mean, to be out of the game for nine years and then come back in and like, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you guys, I say this a lot on the podcast, but like we, sometimes we just say age as a number and we don't appreciate yeah. it. Like picture. So how old is he? 78, 76, I, make, I believe 76. Like, uh, I don't know. I mean, just, you know, go talk to someone who's 76 They're not young. Um, and you know, I I know all these quotes are going to come back to me one day, but I I think I'll admit that I'm I'm not I don't feel young anymore. I just turned thirty one. Never mind seventy six. But um, I don't know. I think the media turned a little. Well, actually, there's two different. There's new media and there's old media. Yeah. The old media loved it because Tony Larusa is a Hall of Famer and he's Tony right. Larusa and he's seen it all. The new media absolutely hated it because he's an old guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, he had some Black Lives Matter stuff, which he like apologized for and came back from a little bit. But, you know, people are going to feel however they want to feel about right, that. Yeah. And it's it's just the concept of a, you know, a young core. Luis Roberts, what, 2021? 20, I mean, you know, all, all these guys are going to be talking to 76-year-old Tony La Russa. It, it, you know, it doesn't make sense to a lot of people. But you can get wisdom um, from that. I mean my great grandpa um, just passed away and I was talking to him and like, he, he was like, Oh yeah, I remember this. Like I remember Mickey Mantle and I remember all of these great hall of famers from the thirties and the forties. And I'm like, how insane, like he got to watch Babe Ruth. Like yeah. how, how many people that I know can say that one, like he's the only one that knows that remembers watching Babe Ruth. I mean, just the wisdom and they can tell you a lot. Like you said, you may say age, like older people can't do with young people, but I think this will work out for them. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I, it can go one of two directions. And I think that's where people love leaning into a take. I mean, I, I could see it going poorly. I think the poor version would be Bobby Valentine, not to throw yeah. our Red Sox under the bus again, but I mean that, that did not work out and that's just what is what it is. Um, and then I think the more recent one would be Dusty Baker. I mean, Dusty yeah. and the Astros out of nowhere. That worked well. You know, you know, Dusty led that team by the end and he had yeah. them believe in. So Dusty has a plan. Um, uh, Dusty has a plan, man. And that's, uh, you know, well, that's, I'm, I want to hold out my judgment until La Russa comes into camp. And I think the dumb joke I used on the podcast the other day is if he comes in and he's saying, you know, screw analytics and they're just playing pepper and he's just hitting bullets at guys from three feet away and they're, you know, what's, have you guys seen that old video of Babe Ruth working out where he's yeah. got like the machine yeah. tied to him? Like if they, if they start doing that, then yes, I'm going to hate Tony LaRusso. <laughs> but, but my bet is he's going to come in. He's going to, you know, manage the clubhouse, be a friendly guy, tell some stories about Mark McGuire and tell stories about all these old guys. And, you know, end of the day, like, and this is managers are a valuable position, but you know, 
if John Lester goes out and throws six innings pitch, zero earned runs, or if John Lester goes out and throws three innings pitch, seven earned runs, yeah. you know, there's only so much the manager can do that day. So, right. um, you know, I, I think people are going to get too hot or cold on it anyways. You know, yeah. the the guy's literally in the Hall of Fame, so I'll I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Exactly. So, yeah. So two more things. Oh, go ahead, Tom. One thing before we move on. Um, we were just talking about Dusty Baker and the Astros. AJ Hinch just got um signed with the Tigers. What do we think of that? Because we haven't had a chance to talk about That's that. That's true. I man, I don't know. It's yeah. I don't it's know. <laughs> that's kind of the emotion because it it goes back to like okay, managing is important. Uh, to a degree, mm. Hinch has a World Series, but they got it from cheating. And, you know, at, at the same time, he served as punishment. So people go back and forth on that all the time. Like, yeah. you know, should you still, if a guy serves their punishment, do you give him the benefit of the doubt? And then, I, and this is the part that always made me mad with the Astros thing, is that, you know, I, instead of Cora, Hinch, um, Lou now, instead of all those guys getting one year suspensions, like how about we actually find out like who did it and yeah. get them like, well, like but then, one, then one you could get into the players, should, then right, you get and, into punishing the players. And I think they should have been punished, but I mean, I obviously Manfred did not. And so if you, I think it would be a good idea, like you said, but I think that if you do your idea and go and find who did it, then you're going to find incriminating evidence on the players, and then that could go down a bad road. Yeah. And um, yeah. Alex Cora is also up for the Red Sox um, job again. Like, that's been floating around. That's just crazy. Obviously, they have served their suspension, but yeah. they get a World Series out of cheating. You really think only one year is um, fair enough punishment? I really don't think so. I think it's a bit more. And that's that's where I wanted, you know, who whose plan was this? Was this, you know, yeah. Lunau, the 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 GM and it got down to them and everyone got lost in it or and and that's that's the biggest part that sucks for me because I mean, you know, a Cora could get hired tomorrow and then Cora and Hinch are back, Lunau gets a job in a front office somewhere yeah. and okay, so so who got punished? I mean, yeah. you know, did the thing that was a joke for us. And then you do start to feel it. Cause I mean, you saw it where on Bregman and Altuve, you know, Manfred said those guys as punishment is they're going to have to live with it for life, which is a little ridiculous, but it's also true. I mean, yeah, they're going to, the gonna day that, that there's forever. full fans, the day that there's full fans with them. I mean, other than spring training, which was already bad enough for them. I mean, planes flying around saying like bang, bang and stuff. And, then Crazy. Anthony Rizzo mic'd up saying bang for me and stuff. I mean, it's just, it's awesome. So two more things. What do you think about the Yankees future? I mean, so Yankee fans get lost in themselves a lot <laughs> and it's, uh, the Yankees are still set up really well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the you know, Giancarlo Stanton, yes, part of it stinks. Like he's probably going to sign easily the biggest contract of this off season by opting into yeah. his extension. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, you know, he's been hurt a lot. And in the post year press conference, it sounds like he's going to be mostly a DH, which is like, are we, are we going to lock up our DH spot for seven years? And he's got the injury history, blah, blah, blah. At the same time, this guy just went nuts in the postseason. Like when, yeah. when he's out there, he's insane. He's, yeah. So, when he's not hurt. Um, it's um it's going to be interesting the the Yankees 
their family, the Steinbrenners, own the Yankees. It's not like they they're an oil tycoon that also right. owns the Yankees. So yeah. they've they've said, and we've heard, and it it is legitimate that they've gotten hurt the most by no ticket sales and things like yeah. that. Um, that being said, I mean the Britain thing was kind of interesting that they opted into him. I, I got nervous after the Brad yeah. Hand stuff. Yeah. Um, I I think. You know, at a certain point, you do have to be the Yankees and you have to acknowledge, you know, hey, we can't just go full cheat mode. We're the New York Yankees. Like people, yeah. people around the world buy our hats and they don't even know who the Yankees are. Exactly. They just yeah. do it. Because so they're the Yankees. I, I do think LeMay, he's coming back. Um, yeah. And then, and then the wild card becomes uh, they're going to bring in a veteran starting pitcher. And that ranges from Tanaka to. You know, anyone, uh, yeah. anyone who's just a guy, you know, the Kluber rumors went out the other day and he's had the injury stuff, blah, blah, blah. Chris Archer, maybe. Archer, yeah. someone like that, because they, they're going to get Severino back midseason. Yeah. Um, so I still feel good about the Yankees. I, I mean, the only thing that I, I always come back to, um, I just don't like that they have, there's no balance in the lineup and yeah. we've, we we do on Talking Yanks. We do a kind of an analytically driven episode with Katie Sharp, and she's she's great. She's a great baseball follow for anyone, uh, not even just Yankee stuff. But um, and you know we we did a whole thing that a lot of their right-handed hitters, um, you know, have really good splits. Like yeah. they they hit righties the same as they hit lefties or better or whatever it is. But I still think there's something for being a pitcher on the mound, and you know we we saw it with. Uh, the Red Sox in 2018, I mean, the, the top of that lineup was nasty to yeah. get through and it was right, left, right. And you see it, you know, Brantley with Houston, I think he gave them a lot of balance. And, yeah. um, I, you know, we, you see it with the Dodgers, they pretty much yeah. go every other left and right. And that's, that's the only thing with these Yankees that, that hurts me that on, you know, a given day, you're going to have Aaron Hicks switch hitting, um, which Aaron Hicks has won me over and I, yeah. I do, I do like him a lot as a ball player. Um, and then maybe Brett Gardner, but that's, you know, that's just not balanced. Teach, teach judge and Stanton to switch it. I mean, yeah, just go to the other side, big boys. You could still get it out. Well, Javi, um, Javi hit a double left-handed. I mean, yeah, I saw that. obviously that was position player, but I think like he said this off season, he might consider st- warning to switch it. And I'm like, if so, Cubs re-sign him before he does that. Cause his value yeah. is just going to skyrocket. Figure but it yeah, out. Yeah. So our yeah. last thing is, what is your favorite baseball experience? Just base anything baseball. Ooh, anything baseball. Oh my god, that's a heavy one, guys. Um, anything baseball, man. Honestly, guys, it probably goes back to playing the game. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 the best, man. I mean, um, and you know, I I haven't haven't played a real baseball game in a long time now, but I mean, just, just all those memories, man. Yeah. I mean, Being you know, at the make, plate and, yeah, yeah. Make, making the play or making the catch or even your buddy getting the big play or the big catch and running the bases or, you know, I'm, I'm picturing, you know, playing center field and just, you know, eat scope that again, that was the spot for me. And I think yeah. Jimmy's Jimmy was the opposite. Jimmy was a catcher. We, we okay. had the same view, but reverse, and, uh, you know, you, both of those positions, you can kind of see everything on the yeah. field. And just yeah. that, I, I remember that emotion of like, all right, seeing a runner on first and him thinking he's fast and me thinking if they single up the middle, he's going to try to go to third and I'm going to peg him. And then that <laughs> happens. And like, I'm, 
you know, on, on cloud nine. So, yeah, you know, always the playing days are always the best. Um, but man, it's, it's just, it's an incredible sport. I mean, you know, the Brett Phillips thing we talked about, anyone can do it, any size, any shape. Um, and literally every game is different. And I think that's, uh, that's what makes baseball great. That's what makes baseball great. And I think that's what analytics is, uh, always going to be trying to figure out and they won't (laughs) because you can't. Yeah. So yeah. I, um, I, go ahead, Thomas. No, no, no I'm just agreeing. Oh, so I guess um, probably this is going to take five seconds to answer. Um, is has baseball always been your favorite? Yeah, I think so. I grew I grew up big time Yankees, and uh, my other my number two sports team is UConn Huskies basketball. Okay. Just growing up in Connecticut, I mean, and yeah. and those those teams were awesome. So, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, baseball, man. Yeah. So before we go, can you let them know where they can see on Twitter and Instagram and everything? Man, go uh, I, I, talking Jake all around, Insta, Twitter, um, and then go check out the John Boy YouTube. I think we're, uh, I think we crossed seven hundred K today, or nice. we're, we're right around wow. there. So it's uh, it's insane, man. So um, and go check that out. We got all sorts from serious baseball talk to really dumb, silly stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's a perfect mix. That's that's what we do, baby. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on. We've enjoyed it. Well, thank you guys. Keep, keep, uh, keep grinding. I wish, uh, I wish when I was your guys age that I was, I was doing what you're doing. So keep at it and, uh, get it going, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. Appreciate it, fellas. Thank you for listening to that interview with Jake Storielli, now friend of the pod. Um, but that was awesome. Thank you for that. And like you said, talking Jake, Jake Storielli on all of the socials. Um, make sure to follow us on Instagram at ATD with Jake and Thomas. And um, make sure to go over to our website, aroundthediamond.wixsite.com slash ATD with Jake and Thomas. And make sure to go check him and John Boy and then Trevor Plouffe out, John Boy Media. You can see our favorite podcasts from them. I would say Talking Baseball and then John Boy and Jake Radio. Mm-hmm. But they do a great job um, with baseball. They come out. They're not doing this often this off season, but um, mm-hmm. still, obviously, they're great content. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions, make sure to, for the pod, make sure to DM us, go to our website, or let me know on the Show Nation forums. And I think that's it. Yeah, until next until next time. The Patriots get Michael uh Michael Thomas always stoked. Other than that, have a good one, guys. Yeah, make sure to share with your friends and have a great day, guys. Bye.